Welcome to the MD Fantasy Podcast. We are here for episode number, I believe it's seven now. My intern, Dan Coster, to my right. Still a uh, coffee short of being happy, but Dan, welcome back. How you feeling? I am pretty stoked, man. Lots and lots of news to get to. Lots of reactionary news to get to. Mike, you're having a rough day, it seems. <laughs> you're having a long day. How the hell are you? I mean, I've definitely been better. It just seems to be a day of jam-ups parlayed with this dog upstairs just legitimately not stopping. This dog is driving me off the fucking walls. I want him to just <laughs> launch him into a new planet. But hey, man, it's the MD Fantasy Podcast, so um, that lightens some things up. A lot of news, definitely a lot of news over the last week that we'll get into. We'll update you guys on everything. Let's jump right into it. Jags and Travis Etienne last night hurts his foot, quietly hurts his foot. I didn't even really notice that he was hurt. He was like standing on the sidelines after the injury too. He seemed fine. Travis Etienne, just like that, out for the year. Enter James Robinson times two. Where does James Robinson fall on your draft boards now? What round do you take him? Where do you tier him? Who are some guys you have him around? I'll give you some pickums. We'll get into the whole uh, nine. Yeah, yeah. So, I think he's in that Daryl Henderson, Chris Carson tier. ESPN has him ranked 30 right now. I'm totally fine with that. I think he's a solid RB2. Wouldn't really want him as my RB1. I think he's a solid running back, too. But I have my concerns, and it's not because of James Robinson. It's more so of just the Jaguars as a whole and Urban Meyer being a total dumbass. Carlos Hyde is going to play. That's just... It's a matter of how much, in my opinion. If Carlos Hyde's getting 10 carries a game, it's going to kill James Robinson's value. For whatever reason, I don't think Urban Meyer likes James Robinson too much, right? They drafted ETN. They brought in Carlos Hyde. Like It seemed like he was going to be phased out of this offense. Maybe early down work, right? But I don't know what James Robinson did to Urban Meyer. I think they're going to bring in somebody else as well. I don't think that's going to make a big impact, but it might. If they bring in like a Duke Johnson, and what if Duke they bring in Duke Johnson and he's playing third downs? That's that's gonna kill James. Are they really gonna bring in Duke Johnson? Our guy Mike Clay threw it out there. Did he? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense if Clay said it. (laughs) Speaking of Mike Clay, I swung and missed, man. I slid in his DMs today, trying to get him on the podcast, and I got the biggest read, no answer of all time. I mean, you want to talk about swing and a miss? O two. I swung at a curveball 15 feet outside. <laughs> Clay is now probably moving towards my shit list. Well, he still follows us, right? Who knows, man? He might. He's probably like, get this weird-ass kid away from me. We'll have to double-check on Clay. But my point with James Robinson is, I, I'm not so sure the workload is as certain as it was last year. I still like him. Still a solid running back, too, in my opinion. Anything else to add? Let's give you some pickums. I mean, you seem to be based on what everything you're saying. It seems like you have him not even in your top twenty. Stop. If you think Carlos Hyde's in ten carries a game, I think I don't think he should. I don't think he will. But I think some games he might. I mean, Urban Meyer. We have no idea how this Jaguars offense is running. I'll get into my little Urban Meyer rant here in a second. They looked awful. Last I mean, night. I'll get into it right now. Well, before we go I'm, on, I want to give you some pickums. Uh, let's start all the way at the top. James Robinson or Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Give me Clyde. We'll get into Clyde more later. He obviously uh, hurt his ankle in the Chiefs preseason game, but we haven't heard much news on him. Seems like most of the teams are keeping the injuries under the wraps right now. I don't think they have. I don't think they're required to give out any injury news right now, which is weird. Just messes up the fantasy owners. Yeah, it doesn't help us. All right, uh, James Robinson or Chris Carson? I think that's where I cut it off. I would go. Robinson, I think, but man, it is so close. When you put up the poll today on Instagram, I was like, I literally just squinted. I was like, man, that is so close. Let's see what the results of the poll say. Poll right now is in favor of James Robinson. 59% to 41%. Interesting. Darrell Henderson. I'm taking Henderson. We know you love Henderson. You couldn't be any more in the Henderson bandwagon. You're front and center, first guy out of the dugout. You better hope this guy pans out. You're going to have a lot of people sending you hate mail. J.K. Dobbins. No. David Montgomery. No. 
So that seems to be the cutoff. Uh, DeAndre Swift. No. Mike Davis. No. One more James Robinson note. He had 20.6 touches per game last year. 4.5 yards per carry. 100 total yards per game. 10 touchdowns. 4.3 targets per game. All those numbers were like top 10 in his position. Here's one stat that I was surprised at. Carries inside the five. Just five for James Robinson. That's a crazy stat because I was a chark owner last year. You know this. My logic, oh, they're going to be trailing in so many games. They're going to have to throw. They literally just kept handing the ball off to James Robinson. Every garbage touchdown James Robinson scored. It was unbelievable. I think James Robinson, if you know he's the guy, which he is, is a safe bet for at least eight rushing touchdowns on the ground, wouldn't you say? I mean, I think Jacksonville stinks. I mean, oh, think they're going to be playing from behind. But if he's, you know, getting 20 touches a game, then I think eight's probably, I would say he's over under for total touchdowns is probably at like seven and a half, eight. Yeah, and I mean, there's, there's, pro, there's, you can nitpick, you know, with every, every one of these RB2s in this range, you know, so. So he's what, a round two pick for you or a round three pick? Depending on league, blah, 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 right? I think. Think late second, early third. Right? Yeah, it's a round three pick for me still. I'm still taking probably all the receivers over him, as in yeah. the, the uh, Keenan Allens of the world, the AJ Browns of the world, the Justin Jeffersons, DK Metcalfs, Darren Wallers of the world. Agreed. I probably take him right after Chris Carson. One thing I want to mention with the ETN injury, I think Lavisca Chanel gets a nice little bump mm-hmm. here. You know, Urban Meyer spewing whatever he's spewing. That ETM was going to play the slash role or whatever. I mean, LaVisca's locked into the slot now. He's going to be the gadget guy full-time. I think that's super interesting. DJ Chark still dealing with the thumb. Got no reps with Trevor Lawrence this offseason. Marvin Johns, we like him, but he is like 31, 32 years old now. LaVisca, man, I don't know what there's not to like at like pick 70-ish where he's going on ESPN right now. Well, I mentioned this in a previous podcast. I was worried that Travis Etienne would really, really hurt Chenault's value, if they, especially if he plays that slot, if he catches a bunch of passes out of the backfield. So, yeah, I agree totally. I'm glad you brought that up. Chenault gets a bump for me. So, Chenault's the leader of this trio? Yeah, I think so. So, then what about, like, Chenault or Waddle? I'm, I got to go LaVisca. I love Waddle this year, but I, I'm going LaVisca. Chenault or Sutton? Oh. God, you always just got to ask me the guys that I'm just not taking. I mean, I think Chenault. I would take Chenault over Sutton, too. Chenault or Corey Davis? These are all close decisions, and these are decisions that people are going to have to be making on draft day. I think I'm going LaVisca. Over Davis, that's an interesting one. That's really close for me, too. I mean, it could change tomorrow, but I think... I mean, if Chenault's the one... We expect Jacksonville to throw a ton this year. We expect him to play from behind a ton, but we also expect the Jets to play from behind a oh, ton. Yeah. And Corey Davis kind of looks like the one over there. He's somebody we'll get into shortly. So I want to see how far I can go with you. Uh, Chenault or Brandon Cooks? I'm going Cooks. I like Cooks this year. Like I said, they have just nobody to catch the football. That's, I mean... What so else can I really Chenault's say? So, a wide receiver three for you. You have him in that, like, 33 to 36 range. Anything else you want to mention with the Jags? Obviously, Marvin Jones now moving up the ESPN ADPs. He's, like, right next to DJ Chark at this point. Are you still taking Chark over Jones? No. Jones over Chark. I don't even think it's close. Right? I mean, I think it's closer. I mean, obviously, Chark is... Hurt right now. He hasn't. Get, he's not getting any reps with Lawrence. So I mean, clearly Jones is probably over him right now. If you're drafting today, I'm taking Jones. Yeah, I don't even. It's not even like a decision for me, honestly. So you think him not playing in these preseason games is just killing him? And Urban Meyer low key seems to hate him. Like, remember? I mean, Urban Meyer like said he played small. Like I. I don't. I'm not dealing with her. I'm it's amazing because really, you liked Chark last year. It's like did. a top I twelve like, guy, and I now you're just shot, completely off of him. I drafted Chark in like the fifth round last year. I'm pretty sure you took him round three or four. No, five. I know for a fact you did actually. Five. Maybe it was five. Round five. One thing I want to say though, Urban Meyer. I mean, just a total dumbass. 
Why is Trevor Lawrence splitting first-team reps with Gardner Minshew? I heard on the broadcast last night that one of the offensive assistants in like the production meeting, and they said this on the broadcast last night, that the Jaguars don't have an offensive identity. Well, gee, thanks. I mean, but if the coach is saying that, I mean, God I mean, they looked almighty. awful yesterday. They were down two linemen, but they looked awful. They were pushed around by Jameis <laughs> Winston. I mean, the Saints on paper stink. Their defense is good. I'll give them that. Their defense but is good, but God. that offense, I mean, on paper, that's one of the worst offenses in the NFL. I just don't understand why Urban Meyer is not committing to Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't named him the week one starter yet. I mean, what are you doing? Like, it's a malpractice not giving Trevor Lawrence all the first-team reps right now. Let's move on to the Saints, who they obviously played last night. Big-time mover. Big-time winner yesterday. Marquise Callaway guy that you brought up in a podcast before, you said he's the guy to own over Traquan Smith. If you don't know that now, then you are just sleeping at the wheel. Clearly, Marcus Callaway is the guy in New Orleans. I mean, he's without a doubt the unanimous go-to option on this offense. Adam Troutman was also hurt yesterday. I know I don't think the injury is too significant, but I mean, he seems to be AWOL for the next month or so. He's somebody that is pretty much off my draft board, or at least moving down my draft board significantly. It's a shame because I really liked him. Traquan Smith just seems to be a guy that, like, is just a word that you like to use as a warm body. <laughs> pretty much a guy you just put in the lineup just to take up a roster space. Seems to do nothing every time he's out there. Jameis looked real good yesterday. You have to think Jameis is all about winning that job at this point. And we hear all the Corey Davis hype, and I'm on the Corey Davis bandwagon. Why is the Marquise Callaway bandwagon not just as loud? I think it was pretty loud last night, no? I mean, it was, but I was putting up some uh, Corey Davis polls the other day, and he was shattering everybody he played. Was, he was. He blew out Smith-Schuster. He blew out Odell Beckham. He blew out Jamar Chase. The Odell one, I can't get behind the other two, yeah, but... Callaway, I mean, these weren't just two normal touchdowns either. I mean, one was a one-handed catch, and then the other one he was interfered with. And I didn't even think he caught the ball. The first one? Neither yeah. did I. They were, like, celebrating. I was like, what the hell are they <laughs> celebrating? Like, I understand you're going to score balls at the one, and then... That was an in, both insane catches. Like, I, didn't realize he, I didn't realize he caught the ball to like, three, four. Like, after they kicked the extra point, I was like, wait, that was a touchdown? <laughs> Marcus Callaway is like, I think he's like legit, like good, like undrafted guy. This guy could play. I know it's the Jaguars, but what else can you do? You're the king of over, you're the king of preseason overreacting. How am I overreacting to I'm Marcus not saying, Callaway? just in general, you're the king of I literally said it's the Jaguars, like temper your expectations. So let's get into the nitty gritty with Callaway now. Where do you rank him? I'll get you into these uh, popular pick that you never seem to make a decision on. Oh, stop. Before the game, he was definitely under like that Nicole Hardman, Russell Gage, Jacoby Myers, Cole Beasley tier. Like you bump him over those guys. I think you bump him over Beasley, Myers. I think Callaway is more upside than Jacoby Myers. I like Jacoby Myers, but I think he, I think Callaway is more upside. Callaway or T. Y. Hilton? Callaway. I don't even think that's really close. T. Y. Hilton's dust. Callaway or Nicole Hardman? I think Callaway's safer. I mean, Callaway's the one. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I think Callaway's... I think Callaway. How can Mar- How can Hardman, without an injury, be better than Callaway? I just said Callaway. You had to think about it. All right, shoot me. Callaway or Elijah Moore? Callaway. Callaway or Michael Gallup? Michael Gallup is ranked absurdly high on ESPN for being a wide receiver three. He's not the two. There's no chance he's the two. He's no chance to one. He's no chance to two. He's the three. Now, an injury comes along. Obviously, Gallup gets a massive boost. But, I mean, you can say that about a number of people. I'm probably still taking Gallup. I mean, but not at Gallup's current ADP. All right. Callaway or Mooney? Callaway. Callaway or Fuller? Fuller, I think. Definitely. Definitely Fuller. I think, yeah. Right. I'm not a Will Fuller guy, but... Callaway or... Oh, Curtis Samuel. I'm not into Curtis Samuel. He's shooting down my ranks yeah, now. He's just... 
Jimmy Callaway. Yeah, I think it's just because he hasn't really played in the preseason. He was hurt. Then he was on COVID list. Like, he was a guy that was really good last year. It's, this is also, I mean, Callaway right now on ESPN is ranked 120. So who's in his range? He's sandwiched in between Devontae Parker and Jacoby Myers. After Callaway, it's Rager, Tyrell Williams, Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton. I mean, none of those guys. Hardman, none of those guys. What about before him? He's going to just continue to move up, though. You got Pittman, Beasley, Ruggs, Waddle, A.B., Mike Williams, Curtis Samuel. Landry. I mean, he's up. He's slowly up he's there, man. He's moving up there. All right, A.B. Isn't that fascinating that we're talking about Marquise Callaway <laughs> versus Antonio Brown? Yeah. I can't you see AB just being a walking like four for forty five every week? Yeah. Like, what's AB's upside if they're all healthy? I don't know. Like, how can you think... possibly? How can you possibly feel comfortable starting AB every week? Yeah, I mean, I haven't taken him in any drafts I'm in, so I guess give me like that's the thing. Like, some of these guys I'm saying no to, I'm just not taking. Like. It's hard to say I'll take Marquise Callaway over Antonio Brown, but I mean, I'll take Marquise Callaway over Antonio Brown. At a 30-pick discount, I will too. I feel pretty comfortable starting Marquise Callaway week one. Fucking right I feel comfortable. I'll start him week one in my flex. Pretty comfortable? I mean, I think it depends on your league size. What's what's but... the down part with Marquise Callaway right now? Like, give me give me the spin. I, I don't see one. I mean, Kamara didn't play last night, like... I mean, I'm, I don't think that's gonna just shoot Callaway down. He's the I don't number think so. one I don't option. Think so. I don't either, think it's but... close. Yeah, I mean, and Winston looked awesome. I mean, against, right, let's against... Come down. I overreact. I'm, I'm a big Jameis. I, mean, I I saw a thing. Jameis is a walking disaster, and by week four he'll be a mess. I saw a tweet. I think it was Emmanuel Acho. He's like, "Oh, we gave up on Jameis Tucson. Relax." He's got he was no just weapons. fighting for a job with Taysom Hill, and now we've given Still up on him too fast. Yeah, to let's. I mean, if, All right, let's get into Jameis uh, now. So, where does Jameis go to? And you, you have to assume Jameis is the starter at this point, right? He has to be. I was having trouble uh, ranking Jameis today, so I mean, I think he probably falls in like after obviously Fields and Lance, like in that Fitzpatrick, Matt Ryan. You could start to consider him. I have him under all those guys, like Jameis or Jameis or Tua. Tua. Jameis or Baker? Baker? Just because of the weapons, I think. Yeah. Jameis or Captain Kirk? Probably Kirk. I'm not interested in Jameis. I don't know how interested you'd have to be to take Jameis. Taysom Hill's going to go back to his BS role that he's in. Probably vulture a few goal line touchdowns. So Jameis isn't even on the redrift. I don't Raider think so. at all. No, he's not. Maybe two, two quarterback. Yeah, maybe yeah. that. But two quarterback leagues. All right, Zach Wilson or Jameis Winston? Give me Zach Wilson. Far more upside. No. Jameis Winston was the number one quarterback the last time he started. So is oh, that far more upside? Stop. Jameis Winston was legitimately the number one quarterback the last time he was right, started. Does he have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans? No, and... but he's got all a right. far better coach, you'd think. I mean, I don't want to diss Arians after Brady just fucking put him on his shoulders for oh, Super Bowl, but... Up. Oh, wait, one more thing I want to mention with the Saints. Troutman, right? Trout daddy! He seems toast. Troutman's Juwan... toast. I said Troutman was toast. I want to mention, though, Jawan Johnson, super deep guy. Could be interesting. Transitioning from wide out. If he's running routes at tight end, that could be a super interesting guy late. The other thing I want to mention, do not draft Latavius Murray because apparently oh, nice. apparently, Tony Jones Jr. is the handcuff you want to Alvin Kamara. Latavius so might get, that one. Yeah, Latavius might get cut. I mean, Tony Jones Jr., Guy had, I think, two carries last year. Nobody knows who the hell he is. Latavius Murray. So is he going to be a guy that gets 8 to 10 carries a game this year? Or is Kamara just going to be an absolute horse? <laughs> Kamara doesn't strike me as... A, like, he's he hasn't, in the past, had over, like, 200-whatever carries, right? So, I mean, it, for him to jump so to then, like 270, Tony Jones so Jr. Tony Jones Jr. is going to get 8 to 10 touches per. Yeah, I mean... I Someone's going to be in that Latavius Murray role that we've seen. I mean, maybe it's, th- maybe it's Dusty Devonta Freeman, but they said on the broadcast last night that Tony Jones Jr. is the guy. It's interesting stuff. That's brought to you by intern Dan, <laughs> making his way up the ranks here at MD Fantasy. Not a ton of competition, but hey, making his way up the ranks. Well, let's actually slightly, because Troutman's a guy that I particularly oh, be on. Over I also want to yeah, yeah, mention. We'll get into Frick Daddy. Troutman is a guy that we hyped up. You hyped up. I hyped up. Yeah, I absolutely hyped him up. He's off my radar now. Yeah. 
your tight end that you have been completely on your knees for, also off your <laughs> radar right now. That's Anthony Ferkser, Ferk Daddy. I, I am just so devastated by this one because it was just easy money. I thought it was easy money at tight end. Maybe not easy money, but a guy that was just free in drafts. I thought the role was going to be phenomenal. And it's not. It's not going to be. Apparently, he's splitting time with like Jeff Swaim and all these other bums in preseason, and it is just killing me. Keep an eye on the Ferk Daddy. Maybe you know he actually takes over come come the season. But right now, you can't draft Anthony Ferkster just based on the preseason usage. Pour one out. Pour one out for Ferk John. <laughs> so who's your guy now? Tight end? Is there a guy like people are? Struggling at tight end. You need to throw a dart late at drafts. Who do you throw that dart at? Cole Komet? I think Cole Komet's my guy now. Yeah, I like... I mean, how could you not at least have interest in guys like Tyler Higby, Irv Smith? Well, Higby and Smith are on the drag. They're going top 10. Right, 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 right. Who's your guy late? Like, you you, you tank tight end. Yes, yes. Throw that dart, throw around 15, around 16, and hope to hit. Because it was Troutman, he's no longer it. If it was Ferkser, he's no longer it. Cole Komet's a guy I'm interested in, and Gerald Everett mm-hmm. I'm interested in. I'll start with Cole Komet. I mean, just based off usage, this guy is getting all the run in preseason. Last year in weeks 10 to 17, he was getting over 70% of the snaps, so they phased out Jimmy Graham last year. Now he's getting all the run with the first team in preseason. If Justin Fields is the quarterback, which he's going to be, it's only a matter of time. Cole Komet's going to have some pretty damn good interest on him. And keep in mind, you know, he was a former second-round pick last year, so it's not like the guy's a total scrub. Next, Gerald Everett. Look, I mean, I like his his profile. Kind of, a, kind of an athletic guy. Has a legit chance, I think, to be Seattle's third passing option. Is it a lock? No. But there's a chance. He's coming over to Seattle with their new offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron, also coming from the Rams. Only thing that's giving me pause a little is Will Disley still there. Could be a committee kind of tight end. But if the job is Gerald Everett's, man, he's going to run with it. I I mean, what's there not to like about Seattle's third third receiving option? Yeah, potentially. I'm, on, I'm on the dart throw with uh, Everett as well. Let's move along here. Keep it moving. Keep the train moving here. <laughs> Let's move along faster. Jet skis. Jet skis made headlines. I know. Unbelievable to say. Zach Wilson, let's say he made all the throws he should have made. He looked real good against that vaunted Green Bay second-team defense. But one guy he just keeps looking at is Corey Davis. Corey Davis is just an absolute ADP riser right now. How high do you take Corey Davis? Are we hesitant at all on Corey Davis, or is it just free Corey here? You know, he got paid. He was great last year. Is he a good receiver, or is the is the hype out of control? I think the hype's fair. I think you just got to keep in the back of your head that Eli Moore hasn't played. I mean, the reviews on Eli Moore are just insane. I was always a Corey Davis guy in Tennessee. Mariota kind of put it into that quick. But Corey Davis, I mean, he's been targeted on 10 out of his 13 routes so far. I mean, that is just... What more can he ask for? That is just absurd. I could tell you right now the Jets' defense is going to suck. It's going to be legitimately suck. awful. They're going to have to throw Corey Davis. If he's the true target hog, I mean, he could hit 90 catches. Easy, I think. No? Listen, I said this a few weeks ago. Is this Jets offense being undervalued? And you looked at me like I was crazy. Jets offense is being undervalued right now. I mean, their defense is going to stink. Someone on this team is going to be relative. I think you have room for pretty much two guys to be fantasy relative. We keep talking about Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields, and nobody's talking about Zach Wilson even being a competent quarterback, nevertheless, like, fantasy relative, nevertheless, a good quarterback in general. Jeff fans, Jeff front office, hope that he's better than Fields and Lance. Like, is it a possibility that he's better than those two? Like, absolutely, right? Yeah, but maybe not in fantasy, because, I mean, the rushing upside with those other three, maybe not Lawrence so much, but it's just immense. I'm not. I'm, I was high on Lawrence, you know, two months ago. Now I'm just. I mean, Jacksonville just looks like a total train wreck. I'm not touching Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, I kind of agree with you. I mean, if Zach Wilson, look, they're gonna have to throw. I don't think they want to have Wilson throw 30 plus times a game. But 
No, but they're going to... St- obviously not. They're going to stink, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson's a definite, definite interesting guy late. You're not drafting him, but two QB league, maybe. Streamer, maybe. Now, a man on the Jets that's fell down the rankings has been Mike Carter. He ran as, like, the fourth running back of that committee behind Ty Johnson, Michael P. Ryan, Tevin Coleman. He is a guy that pretty much the whole community outside of Barry was excited about a month ago. The expectations have definitely been tempered now. He's really moving down draft boards. Who's the guy to own in this Jets backfield, and what do you do with Mike Carter? I think Michael Carter's undraftable. Wow. I, would you draft him? I, mean, I would throw a dart at him, yeah. I mean, he legit, I don't think, is going to play, like, at least to start. I think he might be mixed in for, like, five touches, but I don't think he's going to play at all. I mean, where he's going right now on ESPN's around, like, pick 100, I think. Awful. That, you cannot take, I mean, sure, last pick at, you know, pick 250, take a dab at running, just, the Jets just going to use a carousel at running back? I think Tevin Coleman's going to be the 1A, and I think Ty Johnson... I think Ty Johnson's your 1B. Is 1B, maybe 1A. I think Ty Johnson is pretty... I don't know if he's good. I think he fits the system well. He's pretty explosive, and he's pretty quick. He's got a he's got a quick little jolt to him. I could see Ty Johnson getting around 10 touches a game and being kind of fantasy relevant, honestly. I don't think he's the goal I'm with Ty Johnson in my top 48 running backs. I don't think he's the goal back. I think that's Tevin Coleman or Samaji P. Ryan, but... I'm not interested in any of this Jet Committee thing. I'll tell you that right now. So if you're throwing a dart at one guy, you're throwing it at Coleman or... I th- I think it's Ty Johnson. I think, I think he's got Ty more too. upside than, than Coleman. I mean, Coleman is what he is at this point. You figure that he gets the first shot. He could be usable for, what, the first three to four weeks, and then the Jets will kind of just roll the hot hand at that after that. And then maybe Carter gains some steam. I, You know, Tevin Coleman, I doubt he's going to be healthy all year, too. So... See what happens. So Carter's a fade. He's off your draft board. That's interesting. I don't know if he's at my, outside of my top 48 yet, but, I mean, it's close. I mean, if... How can you possibly go into the season wanting to use him? That's what I'm saying. Can you fathom starting him? <laughs> are you Are you interested in any RB4 in any other team? Yeah. That's my And point. it's on the worst team and one of the worst teams in the league, a team that you expect to play behind. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to another team that has been making headlines. That's the Cincinnati Bengals. Jamar Chase, three drops on three targets in the Bengals preseason game. Let's not forget, Chase sat out all of 2020 to save his draft capital, so he hasn't played football since 2019. It's clearly taking longer than anticipated for him to get acclimated. Could this potentially be a wash of a rookie season? Like, is it crazy to say that a top 10 pick doesn't live up to standards after season one? Just for example, if the guy off the top of my head last year, Henry Ruggs, look at guys that we already talked about. Corey Davis, he went pick five, took him a while to come along. Receivers typically take a little while to get acclimated to that NFL speed. Jamar Chase is starting to move down my draft board, but the question is how much? I don't think it's a question at this point. You take Higgins over Chase, right? No doubter. No doubter. Yeah. How far does Chase move down? I don't know, but I don't know if you saw this report. Some guy from the Athletics said he might lose snaps to Auden Tate. I don't know if I'm buying that. I mean, I think Chase is a pretty special talent. I think the rust is evident right now. I think maybe he's a discount. It you depends. Could, you could get him at a discount, right? But you showed me something before we started recording. I'm break the fucking world in this. I, I might mean, be arrested. You got a, you got a bombshell. I got an absolute nuke <laughs> to drop on you guys. Jamar Chase's pregnant girlfriend claims she was hit by Jamar Chase on Instagram, later deleted. So essentially, Jamar Chase's girlfriend posted on Instagram, like, you're a coward, or whatever, at Jamar Chase. How do you hit a pregnant woman? Bang, deleted. Clearly there was a fight. I don't want to get into anything. (laughs) So I'll leave it at that. I mean, someone's going to get in trouble. Whether it's the bimbo that posted it, or it's Chase who just can't seem to catch a break. Catch anything at this point. <laughs> there, I said it. He might be able to catch a case, though. Yeah, maybe he could catch a jail cell right next to Sean Watson. <laughs> Does that factor into you taking Chase at all? Because you showed me that. I was like, oh boy. If, if I'm drafting like right now, this second, probably not. But like that could change tomorrow morning if it's on ESPN. I mean, that could come out in like week two. Is like, 
He's like, what, 21 years old, pregnant girlfriend? Pull out, man. Use a condom. <laughs> Jamar Chase or Kenny Galladay? <laughs> I'm going Chase. I Still? Think, I think, dude, I can't with Galladay. I just can't. Jamar Chase or Tyler Boyd? I think I'm going Boyd. I think I'm going Boyd, too. I think Boyd is just one of the best values. He's going to smash. He's going to be. T- I mean, he can lead that team in targets. He's going to smash. Especially if, let's just say Chase is out and, like, Auden Tate's actually on the field. I mean, I mean, then that's not even. Oh, my God. Chase or Robbie Anderson? Robbie. Chase or Judy? Oh, boy. I think it depends. Mm. I think Judy. I'm really not no, interested. Pen shit. Yes or no? Chase or Judy? I mean, these are decisions. I'll give you more guys. Maybe I'll give you three guys moving on who to take. It'll be interesting to see how far he falls. So there, you could check out the MD Fantasy Guide to see where we actually have Chase ranked. But I'll tell you one thing: he's moving down the ranks. What's next here? Any? I think that kind of no, no. That just kind of wraps up the main main headlines. I don't know. We got There's some. There's a lot of headlines. Carson Wentz. <laughs> Let's jump into Carson we got some Wentz. Big stuff here, man. Yeah, man. This is it's a news. It's a good news day. Uh, Carson Wentz now expected to play Week One. Quentin Nelson expected to play Week One. J- the John Taylor train is like right back in full force now. Yep. I don't think there's much to add. I mean, JT or Aaron Jones. Full, I think. Jones, half Taylor. Yeah, I think My I have that. God, it is dumb close. JT or Chubb and half. I think JT. JT or Saquon. JT for me. And then full. Let's go JT or Austin Eckler. I think JT. Like yeah, JT was I like a top six I'm or seven guy. I mean, yeah. JT's right back on my radar. Like slam dunk top seven pick. Agreed. Regardless of format. I mean, that offense is going to... Especially if Wentz is, like, somewhat healthy the first week. Let's say Wentz is 75%, 80% the first two, three weeks. They're going to just pound this guy into the fucking ground. <laughs> Wentz looked pretty good, though, for what it's worth on Twitter. Like, yeah, the on videos. one drill you sent. I'm just saying, it's not like he was... Buy into that propaganda. Speaking of propaganda that you bought into, you dropped Miles Gaskin down to like almost undraftable. Then he ran with the ones in your nose preseason Did game two. I mean, yeah, he ran with the ones, but he didn't get all the work. He didn't get all the work. Break down the work. All right, so Tua played, I don't know the math on this, 37 snaps, maybe 39 snaps. Gaskin got 19, Ahmed 13, Malcolm Brown 5. Isn't this kind of proving my point that like it could just be a carousel with Miami? I think it's going to be a carousel, and I think they're going to play the hot hand the the first month of the season. And then I think Malcolm Brown will be phased out. I think Savon Ahmed is a guy that you might want to circle as a potential guy that could be the number one in this offense. At least some weeks, maybe. But I still think Gaskins is the guy to own here. Yeah, he's the Dolphins running back. He looked good when he, he looked good with the ones. He was clearly better than Malcolm Brown. Like, I think he kind of just stays where... Like, we weren't high on him to begin with. He was going, like, pick 40 on ESPN. Gaskin or Javante? Javante. Wow. Gaskin or Hunt? You wouldn't? I would take Gaskin over Javante. Really? Gaskin or Hunt? Probably Kareem. Yeah, I think I'd go Gaskin. Gaskin or Miles Sanders? Like, Gaskin for me. Like, uh, I I don't... think Miles. (laughs) Gaskin or Josh Jacobs? Good God, this is hurting my head. These are tough decisions. I mean, I like, know, but like, I'm never making this decision. So you're just not taking Gaskin still. You're not, not taking. I'm not. If I'm choosing between Josh Jacobs and Gaskin, I better be <laughs> like. I, I don't. I better have like all my limbs chopped off. Because I mean, what planet would I have to be on to take Gaskin or like decide between those two guys? Gaskin has the better chance to be the workhorse <clears throat> running back. Gaskin or Chase Edmonds? Chase. That's the easiest one you gave me. All right, so you're still no interest in Gaskin. I'm more prone to taking Gaskin than you. I mean, you're not taking him in the same ADP at all as any of the, like, he's under Sanders, he's under Jacobs. Your boy Chase Edmonds is up to ADP, like, 43. Gaskin's at, like, 79 right now. I think Chase dropped down a little, actually. But, I mean... You're getting getting Gaskin after all those guys that I mentioned. Let me ask you this. I mean, if I take Gaskin and Ahmed, I think I have a... I think I pretty much have the Miami backfield. Do you want that, though? You know, everybody talks about all these offensive lines. The Dolphins' own line sucks. I don't well, know. They, had, they drafted, I believe, three linemen last year, so you have to give them a year. We'll see. They drafted three linemen, I believe, in the first two rounds last year. 
But yeah, that line stunk. Tua, for what it's worth, has actually looked pretty damn good, I thought, in both of the games that he's played. We expect Miami to be good. I mean, Gaskin averaged 18 touches per game last year. He could be fine. It's just... Um, like you said, he's probably going in the middle rounds of drafts where I think we're both taking wide receivers. So, like, I'm not going to land him anyway. Let me pose you this question. Let's say you're picking at, like, pick 62 in a draft. Miles Sanders is there or Miles Gaskin. You're really going to take Miles Gaskin? I'm probably not taking Gaskin at 62. But where else would you take him then? This is my point. Like, you're not taking him at 62. I'm not taking Miles I I think Gaskin's going to get more touches than Miles Sanders, so I'm taking Gaskin over Sanders. I don't know. You just say, like, you're not taking Miles Gaskin at 62, but you're ripping me a new A-hole for putting him down at, like... Said I'll take him, like, round seven, round eight. Fair enough. I so guess. you're off of him. I'm not, I mean, I'm not on him. Let's, let's say I'm not on him, but I would be more prone to taking him than you, especially in, like, round seven. Like, round seven, round eight, I think, is the appropriate spot for him. Round six is too early. I guess you're, telling, you're, just, you're talking early round six. That's too early. I'm talking seven, eight. It's just I don't know any other team with three running backs. What about if he gets? What about if he gets? What about if the workload's similar in preseason game three to what it was in preseason game two? I mean, it's still a fifty-fifty split, kind of. No, somewhat. I, I believe Gaskin played the f- first two or three series, and then Ahmed came in after him. So like Gas- Gaskin played first, then Ahmed came in. Ben Brown came in. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I'm worried about. I'm not Gaskin, really worried about the distribution of snaps. If Gaskin gets the first drive, though, and then Ahmed gets the second drive, and then Gaskin is, is Miami going to do that in regular season? I have no idea. I don't, well, there's you can't your... predict that. I don't know. All I'm saying is Brian Flores said he's going to ride the hot hand essentially, and I mean the hot hand's not going to be Malcolm Brown. It could be Salvin Ahmed though. That's all it I'm could saying. be. So. Like, Jack up on mid, last pick in the draft. But Malcolm Brown's going to play. like That's not going to last more than three weeks. What if it does, man? It, then, like, what's he getting? Four carries for six yards a game? It doesn't take a rocket scientist to phase it out of the offense. Malcolm Brown's not catching any passes, so if Miami's down, it's going to be... He's out. That's the one thing I'll give you with Gaskin. He seems like he could catch 50 balls. He had 4.7 targets per game last year, which is more than Swift... More than Montgomery. I think that might trickle down a little. Waddle. Fuller. More than Aaron Jones. Just just putting some names out there. All right, let's calm down. He had more targets per game than Aaron right. Jones last year. Take him over Aaron Jones. A few running back injuries just to take note of. DeAndre Swift dealing with a groin issue. Wasn't really making much news. Dan Campbell now questioned Swift's availability for week one versus the Niners. You know I'm all over Jamal Williams. I mean, could Jamal Williams be starting week one? It appears like that's a possibility. We hate Swift. Swift, questionable for week one. Number two, Daryl Henderson injured his thumb. I don't think it's a big deal. That's horrible news at a Coster's camp. What are you talking about? Your guy already hurting his thumb. He's literally fine for week one. Half pint can't, can't consume a full workload. <laughs> So then put up Xavier, Xavier Jones. Put up Jake Funk, who actually had a decent preseason yeah, game. Yeah, Funk daddy looked good. <laughs> put Funk in your top 30. All I'm saying is just something to monitor. Henderson should be fine for week one. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire sprained his ankle. There has been no news on this for like a week and a half now. This is one I feel like you have to be worried about if you're drafting now. Like, the geniuses we are, we're drafting next weekend. What happens if a report doesn't come out on Clyde? I'd be hard-pressed to imagine he isn't going to play week one. Based on what? I have no idea. But based on, mm-hmm. exactly, based on your hunch. It didn't look that bad. I don't know. Like Neither did Travis Etienne. He was standing I know, on the sideline. I don't know. I mean, don't you think if it was that bad, they would have came out already and said something? I don't know what's going on. That's. I want to hear some type of good news before I spend a second-round pick on Clyde. Because if he's out week one, I don't want it. Like, when are you drafting him if he's out week one or week, let's say, week one and week two? I think you just move him down a smidge. I don't think it's anything. He probably moves on a whole round. How can you take a guy early round two or mid round two that's not playing till week three? You don't know that though. I'm I don't just know. saying. You just said you move him down a smidge, one a or smidge. two spots. A smidge. I don't know. Maybe I'm you... taking guys that are playing full seasons over him. All right, then maybe you put James Robinson over him right now. That's a good question. I don't know. If he's out two weeks, I'd probably take Robinson. If he, <laughs> if he's out two weeks. Then, yeah, you probably have to, but we have no idea. I mean, if he's a full go week one. Exactly why drafting early makes no sense. Just 
It's so cute. Doesn't make sense to do it, man. <laughs> Tries me bananas. Another little snippet of news here. F all the Mike Davis haters. Javion Hawkins, who I was told was like the greatest thing since sliced who bread. Had, who said that? People were on. Who's people? Roto World. Who was on Javon? <laughs> whatever his name is, Javon Hawkins. Who was on him? People. People were. Nobody was on Javon Hawkins. That's not even news. The fact that we're bringing it up. It is was just... news in the fantasy community that he was caught because he was seen as a potential threat to Mike Davis. Who? People. P- Mike Davis haters. They're not our friends, but people out there in the fantasy community. Who? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Freaking look it up. Go on Twitter. I'm gonna look it up. Go actually. on Roto World's tweet. Go on Roto World's tweet right I don't, now. I did not hear one human being on planet Earth say that Javon Hawkins is going to be a scared of Mike Davis's workload. I don't know what to say. Anyway, he was waived. Mike Davis, clear as ever, RB one in that Falcons offense. Flavor Town, man. Why do you keep becoming my favorite town? one of my favorite nicknames because he's just Mike Davis Flavor Town baby. Can't wait for uh, Ben and Reed to steal him right out of my hands. What about your Gibson? Your Gibson news? Yeah, Antonio Gibson continues not to play on third downs. I don't get it. I mean, but, it's it's very frustrating. I mean, yeah, there is a butt to this. But he's catching a lot of damn passes. <clears throat> I mean, he seventeen combined carries and touches on just twenty four snaps. So when he's in there, he's getting fed a workload. I still think he's fine where he's going in drafts, but if he's not playing third downs, that upside's capped. I mean, if he is playing third downs, he has a chance to finish top five. But that doesn't seem to be the case, at least for right now, based on preseason. Roll the dice on Gibson, man. Will McKissick be a headache all year long? Guns pointed at your head right now. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he could be, man. He, he could be. He was last year. I mean. So Gibson or Clyde? It's Gibson still. Gibson or Mixon? Gibson. Gibson over Mixon, who we know, no questions asked, is getting three downs. But Gibson could be more efficient. Man, I hope Mixon just smashes everyone right in the teeth. The only reason people don't like Mixon is because he sucked last year. And he screwed them over. Like, everything you... Like, I know the Bengals' offensive line sinks and they could be playing from behind. But even if they're playing from behind, like, his net touches should be close to 20 per... I think it could hit 25 if he's had, like, seriously. So then why do you have Gibson over Mixon, who you just said you think... Because I, ju- I just said Gibson can have better efficiency. Okay, that's fair. His efficiency can make up for... I have Gibson over Mixon, too, but that's because I'm kind of on the Gibson wagon. But I'll take Mixon over Clyde. I mean, it's I, a close one I find too. it hard to believe that, like, Antonio Gibson for the whole season won't see a third down, Is you know? Is like, just good? Field Yates brought up a stat today that Amir Abdullah had more third-down snaps last season on the Lions than Gibson. Antonio Gibson. That's like... You can't feel good about that, right? No. No. Something to consider, man. If he's not playing on third down, his upside is capped. We always hear about Chubb's upside is capped because of Hunt. Taylor's upside is capped because of Marlon Mack. Can Antonio Gibson's upside be capped because of J.D. McKissick? A smidge. I just said that. Just as much as Hunt? And Chubb? Well, I mean, Chubb's going to average more yards per carry, probably score but more Chubb's touchdowns. But Chubb's not going to catch as many balls. What if it's only like 15 fewer balls? I mean, what if Gibson only catches 45 balls, Chubb catches like 30? Anything else? Yeah, one more thing. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson is having a monster preseason for the Patriots. I mean, you drool over Damian Harris. I drool. <laughs> Enough with these outlandish comments are drooling over Damian Harris. You love him, though. You I like him. love him. You like him. Ramondre could legitimately <laughs> steal touches, and I mean, no, Belichick's the type of guy to rotate 11 running backs. This is the point I'm making. I mean, early, you know, obviously things change. Two months ago, a month ago, you said Damian Harris could, you know, get 200 touches. I agreed with that. Now, I don't know. Things might be changing a little. I mean, Sony Michelle, who I think could be cut still. I mean, he was getting first-team looks last preseason game. Ramondre Stevenson's tearing it up. So, I mean, all I'm saying is, does Damian Harris move down in your ranks? Do you think he's still a 200-carry guy? 200 carries could be pretty facetious, but I think in that range... Who else has more upside for 200 carries than Damian Harris? Sure, but for the range that he's going, I mean, like I have him as 
in PPR, I have him as like my running back thirty-one. So like, let's hold, let's hold the phone a little bit. Like holding. I'm taking Sermon. Ooh, Sermon versus Damian Harris is close. I think I'll get with Sermon. I, I, I'm Sermon all day. What about Damian Harris versus Mostert? Probably Mostert. Like, what? You're Sermon all day. <laughs> Meaning you think Sermon's going to pop, but you'll take Mostert over Damian Harris. Explain that one to me. I, well, I think both can't be good. We've said this. Probably, this is the, this is the mean, only backfield I, like, I would think of, like, quote-unquote Damian up. Harris or James Conner. Probably Connor. Wow, my guy James getting some love. Damian Harris or Zach Moss slash Devin Singletary. Why do you do spy slash? Why not just Zach Moss? Because Devin Singletary. Should we bring up Devin Singletary playing with the first team over Zach Moss in the Bills preseason game? I still think Zach Moss is the guy. Based on what? Zach f- Moss was the guy last year. and Singletary He was not the nothing. guy last year. I was Zach Moss the guy last year. <laughs> Why? They legitimately were in a timeshare the whole entire year. Why they Why they draft Zach Moss after Singletary? Why did the 49ers draft Trey Sermon like most are still? Put it this way: Zach Moss has more touchdown upside than Singletary, right? Based like on what? Didn't we go over this already on the Instagram? Zach Moss had eight carries inside the five. Singletary had five. Josh Allen's not going to have eight rushing touchdowns. So why again. not Singletary? He played with the first team. I have Moss ranked higher, but I have them like almost back to back. Sucks, like, and Moss is working back from his injury. Singletary averaged more yards per carry. He averaged more yards per game. He averaged more targets per game. He averaged more catches per game last year. What else do you want? Sounds like you like Singletary over Moss. I'm just saying, like, they're really close. You buy into this preseason nonsense all the time. You don't buy into Singletary playing with the ones. Moss is working back from an injury. I think they wanted to work him back in. We'll see. Keep a name out for Singletary. We'll I mean, I got, you're drafting Devin Singletary? Yeah, absolutely. I'll take a shot at Singletary late in draft. What about if Singletary's a starter? There's upside in that bat, that Buffalo backfield. I mean, he he was the guy last year, and Moss was hurt for X amount of games, and he did nothing. I mean, Singletary had 60 yards per game. I don't know if that's nothing. That's six points. That's nothing. Six points per game plus three no- catches per game. It's nine points for PPR. If he falls into the end zone, he's getting you 15 points. He's not points. falling into the end zone. That's my point. I'm not chomping at the bits, but nine points per game out of my RB2 that I took in the last round with touchdown. With no touchdown upside? Well, why is there no touchdown upside? He's getting goal line carries. He had five last year he's in not comparison to Moss's eight. Zach, come on. Josh Allen's getting goal line carries. I think that could come down, but Zach Moss and Josh Allen are ahead of him. Uh, you think they're p- trying to pound it in with Singletary? On the- See, I think they another team that's going to play the hot hand. What if I told you Mike Clay like Zach Moss a good a good amount? Mike Clay's dead to me. <laughs> He's dead to me. I poured my damn heart out to him, and he just seeped it. No more Clay, man. No more Clay. But things could change fast if he answers. Anything else before we uh, wrap it up here? Um. Got any more notes? We went through everything I have here except Lance slash Fields. I think that's the last bit. Andy Dalton should be blown up by an atomic bomb. If that's what it's going to take to get uh, Justin Fields to play, then I'll sacrifice my life. I wish there was a prop bet where I could place money on Fields starting week two, like exactly week two. I don't think you'd get good odds on it. I think you get like three to one, maybe two and a half to one, two to one. I don't know. I mean, they're going to get bombarded by the Rams Sunday night on national television. I, I don't know. All right, here's a pick. Um, who's starting first, Lance or Fields? I think there's a chance that Trey Lance... Look this. Beating around the bush. <laughs> what do you mean? Starting week. Can I answer? All right, go. I think there's a chance that Trey Lance can still start week one. I don't think there's a chance Justin Fields starts week so one. So Lance. I guess. But I think Fields has a chance to start earlier overall. Does that make sense? That's beating around the bush. That sounds like a, You know what Ports used to say? And I'm going to bring out a little shout out to Mike Porcelli. Daddy's listening. I'm still a big Ports guy. But I used to ex Ports for his UFC picks. Big time UFC fan. He'd be like, my heart's telling me McGregor, but I'm picking Poirier. He would just take both sides. And how is that taking both sides? You just said, I uh, I think Fields could uh, I th- I think I think Fields could play week two, but I think Lance could play week one. No, so I if think... Lance doesn't play week one, then I'm going to go with Fields. I think it's pretty obvious what I said. It makes sense, no? Who is starting first? Probably Fields, but Fe- Lance has an outside chance of starting week one. I don't see what's wrong with saying that. Here's a question for you. Fields, Lance, Lawrence, rank him. 
I mean, Lawrence is last. Lawrence is last. It's, wow. That's not even close, is it? Uh, it's amazing because two weeks ago you had Lawrence. Not two weeks ago. A week ago? A month I think ago? yesterday when you woke up before the Jacksonville game, I believe you had Lawrence over him in your ranks. But hey, man, these are the stuff that you got to talk about because I don't think many people are choosing Lance or Fields over Lawrence right now. And I agree with you. I'm taking both of them over Lawrence. I think I'm going Lance and then Fields, but I mean... So Lance, Fields, Lawrence is your order? Yeah. All right, I agree with you on that one. Lance, I mean, Fields, Lawrence. I don't, I don't see how Trevor Lawrence is like... He's just totally off my board. He's off your board. I mean... He's going to throw 40 times a game. He shouldn't be off your board. He's got rushing upside. Uh, no. Is he being drafted in a 12-team league? Is he being drafted? Fuck yeah, he's being drafted. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to Not take as him a as starter. a backup then. Yeah, he's going to be a backup. I got him in the mock draft two weeks ago, and you're like, oh, I could start him week one against Houston. Anybody. <laughs> anybody versus Houston Their schedule is, is tough after that, man. Anybody versus Houston streamable. All right. I think that's it. Anything else? Well, we mentioned we like San Fran's schedule. Little edge to Lance there. Do you want to plug in the little MD Fantasy Twitter we got going on? Nah, not really. All right. This thing's dead as shit. Why? We just made it's it. Dead. It's dead. If you want to give us a pity follow, give us a pity follow on MD Fantasy. I believe that's a Twitter handle. You Maybe made it's it. MD Fantasy 1. I think that's it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we have a whopping following right now. I believe we're up to a grand you didn't even total shot it out on Instagram. 20 followers. You can follow us at MD Fantasy One. That is MD Fantasy One. 